At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Another edition of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast alongside, well, via Skype, Matt Humans, I am Tim Murray, and it is uh, good to be back. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays to us, Matt. Nice, uh, nice start to bowl season. Our first best, uh, our bowl bets uh, came home. Let's see, three and zero for me, four and one for you, and uh, Mister Burke went two zero and one. The only uh, uh, draw that he had or push that he had was that UL Lafayette plus seven. That unfortunately, uh, that late touchdown. Uh, got them the push at the plus seven, which closed uh, at uh, at plus five there. So all in all, I'll say pretty uh, pretty solid start to bowl season, and uh, we'll try to keep it rolling here. Yeah, you're right about that. The only downside so far has been that SMU performance against BYU and uh, uh, VSIN. I guess digital vice president Ben Fox actually had the nerve to come in the studio one day, walk around, and start complaining about how all the experts of VSIN liked SMU in that game. And um, he <laughs> bet it and lost. I said, okay, all right. That's the only bowl game loser I'm aware of on the podcast up to this point. And uh, it is. Yeah, we're more than a week into bowl season. So I guess people can complain about anything. You can't win them all, Tim, but they expect you to win them all. Some Matt, we went. Uh, when we yeah. went three wide uh, in that first bowl, and I know people don't care about what happened in the past. It's all about what are you doing for me lately. But 9-1-1 uh, one one to start bowl season 
from yourself, me, and Adam Burke. We'll take it, baby. We'll we'll, we'll roll with that. Yeah, and actually, I was. Uh, I don't even know if this was part of my record uh, on a podcast, but I was on Middle Tennessee in the Hawaii Bowl, and uh, Tim, I needed Beautiful. that win. I needed that win for my psychological state because it was a pr- pretty aggravating <laughs> Christmas Eve in the NFL uh, up to that point. So I needed, I really needed that Hawaii Bowl uh, win with uh, Middle Tennessee and a comeback by Middle Tennessee down 14-0 right off the bat. 14 nothing. I think they got outgained. God, what was it like 350 to 170? So uh, yeah, you'll you'll take that uh, that that cover. So uh, it wasn't on the official plays, but you know what? We'll just add it right there. We'll. Beautiful. Oh, that's okay. But all right, let's uh, we'll roll through. This is going to be a shorter podcast. Uh, by the way, if anyone missed it, Matt and I taped a show right before Christmas where we talked about the playoff, the New Year's Six, and a couple other bowl games. If you missed it, it is in your feed. You want to go back? It's not much dated. Uh, we didn't talk about any games before Christmas, so uh, if you want to go back and, and take a listen to that today, Matt and I are going to run through bowl games. December 27th up into the Orange Bowl on December 30th. So about 14, 15 bowl games. And and I'll be honest, Matt, we'll we'll kind of rifle through the December 27th games real quick. I don't have a bet on any of the four games. We have the Camellia Bowl, Georgia Southern right now laying four against Buffalo. Utah State and Memphis in the first responder bowl. Memphis laying seven and a half. East Carolina's laying seven against Coastal Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl. And then the Lord knows what's going to go on bowl, a.k.a. the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Oklahoma State and Wisconsin right now sitting Wisconsin laying three and a half. So starting from the early part of the day, anything of note in either of the Camellia Bowl or First Responder Bowl that you want to let the good people know about? Uh, no, I, I actually have nothing on those two games, but I, I will talk about the Birmingham Bowl and yeah. the Guaranteed Rate Bowl if you want to do that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, by the way, yeah, Coastal Carolina uh, catching seven. Uh, the expectation is that Grayson McCall will play. Uh, of course, his head coach is off to Liberty. Uh, other pieces for Coastal have uh, opted out. Uh, I believe their starting center, Willie Lampkin, who's a pretty solid piece. He is uh, headed into the transfer portal. Uh, so a number of seven, uh, what do you see in this one, Matt? Well, there's a lot to see in this game and uh, a lot of unknowns, too. Uh, after Jamie Chadwell left for Liberty in early December, and Chadwell did a great job with the Chanticleers, 31-6 and six record in the past three seasons. Tim Beck, the former North Carolina State offensive coordinator, is the hire. I'm not sure that was a good Oof. hire. Yeah. Uh, but... Chadwell's exit came a week before Grayson McCall announced that he was going to enter the transfer portal. It was assumed that McCall was not going to play in this ball, Tim. So Coastal Carolina soared as high as a 14-point underdog at Circus Sports in this game. The line's all the way down to seven at this point. And uh, I think it's uh, it's obvious McCall's going to play. He completed 69% of his passes, 24 touchdowns, two interceptions this season. He's going to be one of the hottest quarterbacks on the open market in the transfer portal. Um, but the Chanticleers were also blown out by Troy 45-26 to in the Sunbelt title game. The more I looked into this, um, I think it's safer to look over the total, but also because you got two struggling defenses. 
and the quarterbacks are each capable of putting a lot of points on the board. The problem with this is the total has moved from 58 and a half to 64. So you're not even close to getting the best of it at this point. But if I had to play the game at this point, I would play it over 64. So one thing that I would keep in mind and let people know about is, you know, last year we, we certainly had the, the last second cancellations of bowl games. East Carolina got to bowl eligibility for the first time in the Mike Houston era last year. They were scheduled to play Boston College in the military bowl, and that game got canceled due to COVID. So this is their first bowl game in the Mike Houston era. They haven't been to a bowl game since January of 2015. So I do think, you know, you talk about motivation. I think there's going to be plenty of motivation on the East Carolina side. The worry I have in this spot laying a number like this, I mean, down the stretch, they lost by 39 at home to Houston. They, you know, squeaked one out against Temple. So I just, I don't have a lot of trust in this ECU team. And I'll be honest, Matt, it, it feels like ECU is one of those teams I just can't figure out because I remember betting against them on a, I want to say, I think it was like a Thursday or Friday night. They went out to Provo. I thought it was a completely let down spot after they had beaten UCF. That's ECU. And uh, they went out and took care of business as a, as a road dog and beat BYU that night and uh, Keaton Mitchell that's a guy if you want to watch this game if you're wondering why should I watch this game Keaton Mitchell is I think he's an NFL back at some point and uh, he's really talented so I don't really have much interest to lay the seven but I think the point that you bring up you know Coastal Carolina got absolutely waxed by Troy and I just how healthy is Grayson McCall going to be you know in this game he didn't look healthy you know, in the uh, in the Sun Belt Championship, we'll see if he's fully healthy for this game. And you know, he's been visiting different schools. Mm-hmm. I know he wants to to send you know end his Coastal Carolina career on a high note, but I mean, how motivated okay. is he going to be to play this game? He doesn't want to get injured. He wants to go start his career in the SEC or wherever he's going to ultimately land. There's way too many question marks and uh, well, motivation <clears throat> motivational angle when you're looking, you're looking at. Coastal Carolina, I can't play to that side in this game. And East Carolina is a better team. If you look back at that three-game win streak against Memphis, UCF, and BYU, that was, that was pretty impressive. Keep rushing for 22 yards and three touchdowns against Temple. But again, that, the Pirates' 42-3 loss to Houston uh, raises some red flags here. I Like I said, I, I lean East Carolina. I lean over. But uh, what are leans worth if you're not going to back it up with money? That's just... Uh, what I would do if I bet the game, I do not have a bet on this game. Yeah, I don't have a bet one either, but I I can't be on Coastal Carolina, certainly in this spot. Late night, Tuesday the 27th, our colleague Stormy Bonatoni, she'll be on the sidelines for this one. Wisconsin and Oklahoma State, and good luck, Stormy, because your list of opt-outs and transfer portals and who's coaching is plentiful. Uh, Oklahoma State will be without their starting quarterback, Spencer Sanders, uh, Dominic Richardson, one of their top running backs. He will be out. We don't know who's going to play quarterback for uh, this Oklahoma State team that limped to the finish line. And on the other side, who's going to play for Wisconsin? Graham Mertz is out. Uh, I don't know how big of a loss that is. I mean, the, the list is just so long. It will be the final game for Jim Leonard uh, as a member of the Wisconsin staff. 
I know there's some Wisconsin players who are not thrilled about Jim Leonard not getting the full-time job. Uh, Luke Fickle ultimately gets it. So Wisconsin's been trying to figure things out in the new era. And oh, by the way, you've got to wrap up the the old guard, so to speak, too. So, you know, you're looking at a total of 43 that has come down. I think at high, it was as high as, I want to say, 48 at some point here, Matt. I think DraftKings, I'm looking mm-hmm. open this thing at 48 and a half. So steam to the under, which makes sense with the quarterback uncertainty. Uh, that would probably be the only way I would look. I don't know how you can lay points in this spot. Uh, I, I guess the angle you could say is that Wisconsin wants to send Jim Leonard out a winner. I'm not going to say that. And uh, if Wisconsin wanted to send Jim Leonard out a winner, it could have beat Minnesota in the final <laughs> game in Madison. And that was a pathetic performance by Wisconsin, really pathetic. And what a few people are talking about here is Wisconsin's without Two, it's best two defensive players, Nick Herbig, outside linebacker, and nose tackle Keanu Benton are not going to play in the ball to prepare for the draft. Those two guys combined for 15 and a half sacks and 25 and a half tackles for a loss. And uh, I think that's uh, those are going to be big losses for the Badgers here. I think Chase Wolf is going to be the starting quarterback. That's, is that what you see, Tim, yeah. for Wisconsin? And uh, Wolf is okay. I, I wouldn't say there's a drop-off from Graham Mertz because I don't have much respect for Graham Mertz as a quarterback. I, um, I, I don't think uh, that's a big drop-off. I, I'm not really sure. Now, Oklahoma State's one of those teams you just feel like you'd never want to bet on uh, because Mike Gundy doesn't seem to have his act together. And that, that program looks like a mess right now. But I... I can't lay three and a half with Wisconsin. This number's up from three to three and a half. Where's the offense going to come from? Uh, I can certainly see why the total has uh, dropped from 48 and a half to 43. And if I, if I bet this game, I would probably still play it under 43, Tim. I have not bet it yet, so I don't want to put out a play. But that's that's what I'm looking at here is under 43 would be the, the only play I could make. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that would be the only play I would make as well. So December 27th, as of right now, no plays uh, on the pod. We head to December 28th, Matt, and this is where I actually do have a play. We talked about this when you and I met uh, before Christmas, and we uh, taped that special that we played on VEASAN on, on Christmas Day. Uh, I like Duke here. Now, I played them early in bowl season, got them at a much cheaper money line price, minus 125. Uh, as we're recording... On a early Monday morning, uh, money came into the market and some hooks started to show up here on uh, on the Blue Devils. This has been a number that's just been on the consistent rise uh, for Duke. Duke opened at DraftKings back on December 5th as a 2.5-point underdog, and they're now a 3.5-point favorite. Uh, the reason is, I mean, one team's probably excited to beat there and another team's not. Uh, Central Florida was a win away from going to the Cotton Bowl and playing USC. Instead, they're going to the Military Bowl, playing in a conference rival's home, and playing Duke. John Reese Plumley's been banged up consistently all year long. Their backup quarterback, Mikey Keene, has already announced he's headed to Fresno State. That means Thomas Castellanos, who uh, we saw a little bit uh, step in during the AAC Championship, would be on the other side. Uh, Devontae Brown, uh, Travion Shadrick Harris, Jeremiah Jean Baptiste, all these guys have hit the transfer portal. So they are losing three starters, uh, you know, in the transfer portal. Ryan O'Keefe, 
who is the team's leading receiver, announced he's going to Boston College. Their offensive coordinator took the job at UNC when Phil Longo left to go to Wisconsin. So I just, I, I really question the motivation from Central Florida here against Duke. Duke, pretty much everyone's going to play, Matt, in this spot. Uh, it's year one for Mike Elko. So I'm going to ride with the Blue Devils um, for official play purposes. I think I said on you know the last pod, minus 150 on Duke. I still still see like a minus 155 out there, probably the way I would roll. Or you could, you know, you could lay the three. I just feel more comfortable laying a, a little cheaper money line price. But I like Duke in this spot. I think they're gonna be the clearly more motivated team. And I think Central Florida is just gonna have a lot to be desired, especially with John Reese Plumley continuing to be banged up, it feels like each every week. Uh, Tim, I could echo a lot of what you said there, and I, I agree with every all, all of your analysis. And um, <clears throat> Duke is my play in this game. This is going to be uh, one of the plays, uh, official plays I'll use today. I bet Duke at minus three, and I'm going to roll with it. And uh, to save us some time, I'll say listen to Tim's analysis because that's the same <laughs> thing I was going to say. So, all right, all let's right. let's get to the Liberty Bowl. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. this is played on New Year's Eve. It's played on December 28th this year. I won't say it's a, uh, a completely similar situation, but some some similarities, I would say, from the game we just discussed. Because Kansas is in a bowl game for the first time in, I think, 13 years. It's been quite some time for the Jayhawks uh, since they've been to a bowl game. They're, they're catching three. Now, Kansas, obviously down the stretch, Matt, did not play all that well. They got their sixth win, and then... Uh, limp to the finish line, but this is a team that has not been to a bowl game since the Mark Mangino era, uh, and they are now playing in the Liberty Bowl, taking on Arkansas. So this is their first bowl since the 2008 Insight Bowl when Kansas beat Minnesota 42-21. to Arkansas got good news that K.J. Jefferson would be coming back, Matt, but Jordan Hazelwood has opted out as he's headed to the pros. Uh, they've got another... Uh, Trey Knox is in the transfer portal. Miles Slusher, uh, I think he quit the team. Bumper Pool, Drew Sanders, both have opted out. So a lot of pieces are missing there for Arkansas. Uh, no play yet on uh, on this one for me, but uh, it would be dog or pass for me. It's dog for me. So a lot of what you said about Duke, Mike Elko, and his team being motivated for that bowl game, I agree. And I think Kansas got all the motivation here. Uh, Elko's in his first season at Duke. Lance Leipold's in his second at Kansas. But it's the same situation. Uh, the Jayhawks got to be fired up to play in the Liberty Bowl. And I got to wonder if Arkansas even wants to be there. So, yeah, you could say that uh, the SEC teams still got more skill, position, talent, and all that. But I think motivation is far more important in this type of situation. And uh, I like Kansas catching the three. And I think Kansas wins the game. Uh, Lance Leipold's going to have his team ready to play. and. Um, that's where I'm going to look here. Let's go with the dog. You said dog or pass. I'll go with the dog. All right. You might have convinced me. I might have to jump in on Kansas. Uh, let's go to a game that you're going to be attending, Matt. The Holiday Bowl, where the number is now as high as 15, uh, at least at Circus Sports at time of record. It's UNC against Oregon uh, for North Carolina. Who will be out? That, of course, is not Drake May. However, Josh Downs, their best wide receiver, he is out due to an opt-out. Caleb Hood was banged up all year. Uh, Storm Duck has hit the transfer portal. So a lot of pieces are leaving North Carolina. They have lost their offensive coordinator, Phil Longo. He is off 
to Wisconsin in this one. Uh, the offensive coordinator for Oregon is also gone. Kenny Dillingham has taken the Arizona State head coaching position, Matt. Bo Nix announced he's coming back, so he'll be playing in this game. Uh, a big old number, not something I know that you're excited to uh, to lay under most circumstances. Will you have a bet in pocket in the game you're witnessing? Uh, I do not as of right now, which is disappointing, but uh, maybe I'll have one by the time the game kicks off Wednesday <clears throat> at Petco Park in San Diego, which is, uh, Tim, I know you were hoping that Notre Dame was going to be in this bowl Me game. Me too, yep. Uh, you were going to come down to this game as well. That didn't work out for us, but uh, hopefully the game just gets played, unlike last year when the bowl game got canceled about three or four hours before kickoff because of COVID. Uh, that was going to be UCLA and North Carolina State. So I think there's a lot of interesting angles here. By the way, I think Kenny Dillingham was a great hire by Arizona State. So I expect him to do some good things in Tempe. Uh, Drake May is going to be without some of his top playmakers. And uh, this total of 73 is a little bit too high for me to play over, even though I know a couple of sharp betters who I respect on college football still like this over. The total of 73, and that's a big number. I guess you're not planning on seeing much defense in this game at all if you're going to bet over that with some of the playmakers gone from the Tar Heels side. But, Tim, on a Friday night show, Chris the Bear Felica joined me, and uh, we were talking a little bit about this game, and he said he's tempted to lay uh, the points here with uh, the Ducks, who definitely have more hands on deck uh, for this game. It's, you know, it's 14 and a half across the board. 15 is uh, circa the only number that's a little bit different I see right now. But I think you're a little bit late to the party if you like Oregon in this game because once it crossed that 14, I can't play it. So that's my problem. The total's a little bit too high, and uh, the side's a little bit too high to lay the points with the Ducks. But I, I can't find enough positives to take the points with uh, North Carolina. So as of right now, it's a pass for me. Which way do you lean on this game? Uh, yeah, it, the number's gotten too far. I can't bet North Carolina right yeah. here. They're They're inept defensively. Uh, no offensive coordinator, best playmakers gone, but I, I just I can't lay that type of number uh, in this spot. Um, I do I do have uh, interest in this next game, and uh, I took three and a half. It got to four, so I missed the best number, uh, but it's back down at three and a half. I, I like the dog in the Houston Bowl, or excuse me, the Texas Bowl in Houston, Texas Tech in Mississippi. Um, you know, Ole Miss gets off to the great start to the year. Uh, they're they're a run heavy team. I just you know once again backing a first year head coach. Texas Tech ended the year on a really high note. They beat Oklahoma. Uh, I saw that you know they sold out their ticket allotment in like matter of minutes. So the juice is certainly going to be on the Red Raiders here. And I know you liked Ole Miss just based off of the schedule and how it played out. But you look at how they finished the season, Matt. They lost their last three games. I, I always have curiosity about SEC teams. So far in bowl season, they're 0 2, both straight up and against the spread. You know, they're going to a you know a, a game in Texas. They're taking on Texas Tech. I, I think this is a spot, in my opinion, to to back the dog. I like I like Texas Tech here. Joey McGuire in his first year. You look at how they finished the season with wins, you know, over Kansas, Iowa State, and then they beat Oklahoma in overtime. So. I'm going to take the three and a half here with Texas Tech. 
Uh, I don't disagree. I think it's dog or pass, but I, I'm not there yet on the dog. If uh, Ole Miss shows up and is not motivated to play in this bowl, there's no doubt Texas Tech's going to be the right side. So um, I'm thinking about that play, but I'm not there yet. All right, let's get to the 29th. We'll, we'll run through these uh, quickly here. Anything on the pinstripe bowl, it has been a host of yes. opt-outs for Syracuse. Sean Tucker is out. Robert Anai uh, their offensive coordinator is gone. Their defensive coordinator is gone as well uh, for Syracuse. So a lot of pieces missing there for the Cuse as they go up against Minnesota. Yeah, this was, it looked like it was going to be a pretty good bowl game. He had two of the nation's top running backs, except for a showdown here at Yankee Stadium, but only one is going to play, and that's why Minnesota's double-digit favorite in here. Mohamed Ibrahim is going to be on the field for the Gophers, six-year senior, 194 rushing yards, 19 touchdowns, second in the nation, 144 rushing yards per game. So Sean Tucker is going to sit out on the Syracuse side, and uh, that's an Orange team that started 6-0 and lost five of six down the stretch. Now Minnesota, <clears throat> excuse me, went the other direction. The Gophers won uh, four of their final five, and and they got a couple big-time performances in that stretch. Uh, I'm going to say Ethan Kalikamanis, the quarterback who had been passed for 319 yards and two touchdowns in that week. That was Wisconsin. And he looked good in that game. And previous to that, I thought he looked like a hopeless uh, passer, but he looked like a different quarterback in the game of Madison. And um, Ibrahim rushed for 263 yards in the loss to Iowa. If you can run for 260 against Iowa, that's impressive. Uh, so even though... Cali Kamanis is young and inconsistent. Uh, I think the Gophers have enough here with Ibrahim and their defense to possibly dominate this game. Minnesota ranks fourth in the nation in scoring defense, 13.3 points per game, allowed 16 points or fewer in nine of 12 games. And uh, without uh, without Sean Tucker, I think Garrett Schrader is going to be hard-pressed to kind of carry this offense. So I think uh, the Gophers are probably too strong on both sides of the ball. Minnesota coach P.J. Fleck is one of those guys who's a master motivator who gets his team up for bowl games. He's 3-0 and in bowls. Uh, even though, Tim, you know I, I hate to play big favorites, there was a nine out there as of a few days ago. I laid nine with Minnesota, but for the record here, that that's gone. So let's go half unit, Minnesota minus 10 and a half unit under the total of 42 and a half. I'll split the play up because I think it's going to be an ugly offensive performance for Syracuse. Circus still got 42 and a half. So let's go a half unit on the favorite and a half on the under. All right. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think it could be, you know, a 28 type of three type of game. Dino Babers maybe will kick a field goal late in the game like he did uh, a la <laughs> Yankee Stadium against Notre Dame a couple years ago. Uh, Oklahoma, Florida State, Matt, number that keeps on rising. Florida State, another team that maybe is moving in the right direction, played terrific down the stretch. Uh, Jordan Travis is back. Anything in Florida State and Oklahoma in the Cheez-It Bowl on December 29th? Yeah, it's, it's interesting here because um, Oklahoma's been hit hard uh by personnel losses since the end of the season. They, they do have two con significant positives here. Dylan Gabriel and his top wideout, Marvin Mims, are going to play in the bowl. Gabriel's a transfer from UCF at 24 TD passes this season. 449 and six TDs in that 51-48 loss at Texas Tech in the regular season finale. That was a wild game. Uh, he had a 77-yard TD pass to Mims. So 
I think Oklahoma can find some ways to create some offense with those two guys. But again, the Florida State pass defense ranks third in the nation, allows 159 yards per game. This is not a soft Big 12 pass defense. And Florida State got some good news. Defensive end Jared Verse, safety Jamie Robinson, two highly regarded NFL prospects, both uh, committed to stay and play in the bowl game. Florida State takes a five-game win streak and a hot offense into the postseason. I think Jordan Travis actually had a pretty good year, Tim. 22 TD passes, four picks. Uh, led that offense to 43.6 points per game in the last five. Uh, he's going to get some big play production here from Johnny Wilson, the wide receiver, Trey Benson, the running back. I think the uh, the honeymoon is definitely over for Brent Venables. It would be nice uh, if he could pull the upset here because his offseason is going to be miserable. And I think uh, he's going to set Dylan Gabriel loose and uh, let it fly. And Oklahoma is going to try to bank on its offense to win a high-scoring game. But do you have so many uh, defections on the uh, Oklahoma side? that uh, I would see 15 players have entered the transfer portal and four more left for the draft. I don't think Oklahoma can hang in this game. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go Florida State here, minus nine and a half. And I'm going to leave the total alone for now, but I think uh, Florida State minus nine and a half is the right side. All right, final one we'll hit on. We'll do uh, December 30th a little bit later on uh, this week. Final game on the 29th. Both you and I have a play on this one. We'll, we'll roll through this quickly because I know we hit it on the previous episode. Washington and Texas, uh, excited for this bowl game. Late on December 29th. Uh, I took the points with Washington. It's still three and a half. I'll still roll with the Huskies here on the, on the official play. Uh, Michael Penix playing in his first ever bowl game. He's coming back next year. Uh, we know B. John Robinson, uh, the other running back, Johnson, is out uh, for this game. So a lot of pieces missing. Quinn Ewers is is going to play. Um, uh, Overshone, uh, uh, the linebacker for Texas, is out. So a lot of pieces missing for Texas. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, and I'm just going to take the points. Uh, I think Texas probably will be motivated. Uh, but I'm going to roll with, uh, with Washington here, Matt, uh, in this one. I'm not really sure. What is the motivation for Texas here, Tim? What is it? Uh, I don't know. Year two? Year one for year one for Quinn Ewers? I guess. I guess with Quinn Ewers, the motivation is going to be to hold off Arch Manning yeah. at some point. Um, this is, uh, I think, the first bowl play I made, or first one I put out, or one of the first two, Washington yep. plus six. Michael Penix, when he said he's back in, that's a big deal for Washington, and um, I expected B. John Robinson to opt out the entire time. And it's not just Robinson who opted out. Like you said, senior running back Roshan Johnson's out too. So your top two running backs are out, both those guys. Roshan Johnson's probably a top 10 uh, running back when you stack up the NFL draft prospects. Overshown, best player on defense. I like Kalen DeBoer. I know you do too. Yep. You got you to respect the guy who went 10-2 and two in his first year here in Seattle, and he took over an offense that averaged 21.5 points last year and raised it all the way to 40.8 this season. And in that regular season finale against Washington State, Penix passed for 485 yards. Washington had 703 yards of offense. Uh, I don't think the Huskies are bad on defense. Quinn Ewers is probably going to uh, move the ball here and make this game interesting. Obviously, the location advantage is with uh, the Longhorns playing this game in San Antonio. 
But uh, I'm definitely sticking with Washington as a play here. All right, Matt. Appreciate it as always, sir. And uh, we will catch up with you as the bowl season goes on. Okay, you bet. Good luck, Tim. There he is, Matt Humans. Real quickly, Matt Humans plays here. Duke minus three, Kansas plus three. Splitting a unit, Minnesota minus 10, under 42 and a half in the Pinstripe Bowl. Florida State minus nine and a half and Washington plus three and a half. I'm rolling with Duke minus three, Texas Tech plus three and a half, Washington plus three and a half. All right, that's going to do it. We'll be back later this week with another VSIN college football betting podcast. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.